How's it going, buddy? I'm Christopher Donnelly from Buddy & Co. And you're listening to the How's It Going Buddy podcast, a podcast that sets out to demystify brand building and entrepreneurship through conversations with experts, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders. And we'll talk through it all step-by-step step, from a buddy to a buddy. How's it going, buddy? On today's episode, we're chatting with Megan Stanton, founder of Henry Duvall a children's clothing brand that celebrates the timeless spirit of childhood through updated classic apparel. She's an incredible designer, a thoughtful entrepreneur, and a loving mother of three. Megan, how's it going, buddy? Hi, Christopher. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to be on. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Thank you for taking the time to be in our inaugural podcast. Of course, it's such an honor. So I know you and I have talked about this offline. You have a general idea of like what I imagine the How's It Going Buddy podcast will be about. But I wanted to be, you know, you and I ended up, we're very open and we have like some really great conversations together. And I thought that a lot of what you're going through and we talk about in the days, the ins and outs of being a mother and an entrepreneur and building a brand is stuff that a lot of my clients go through as well as a lot of what everyone's going through. So I thought like, you know, part of what we're trying to do is demystify these amazingly perfect brands on the outside that really are filled with blood, sweat, and a lot of tears on the back end. And so I thought that we could just talk about what this journey has been like. And I think, obviously, for our audience to start, we'd just introduce yourself and the brand you're building a little bit would be great. And we can go from there. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you're doing this because I think being an entrepreneur can be very lonely, especially when you're a solo entrepreneur. And so hearing from other people and what they've gone through has always really helped me a lot, for sure. So I am Megan Stanton. I founded the brand Henry Duval about oh, like 18 months ago now, a year and a half ago. It is a children's clothing brand, primarily for little boys. I have three children, live with my husband and my kids, and we actually just moved from Bermuda to Georgia to St. Simon's Island, which is beautiful and we are loving, but... It has been a whirlwind 18 months. I'll tell you that, as you know. Yeah. I mean, you've taken something from nothing and blown it up into this amazing brand. So I think that it's been a little bit of a quick rise, but not in terms of the amount of work that you've put into it. I think what would be really interesting is talking a little bit about uh, six months probably leading up to launch, because I think that's really something that I always thought that part of your journey, and I met you right at launch is really interesting is like how much pre-work you put in long before you even knew really if it was going to be anything. Yes, it definitely does not feel quick to me. It feels like I've been doing this forever. And part of that is because I did work on it a lot before I even launched. And part of what I've actually loved about Henry Duvall has been the community that I've built, but it has been slow. It has not been overnight. The community of moms and so I guess the way that I started it and the way that the whole community kind of grew into what it is, is that I had this idea. I had two boys and a little girl, and I just felt like there was a hole in the market for little boy clothes. But having an idea like that and getting the courage to actually execute on it, I think is very different. So I wanted to make sure that other moms firstly felt the same way. And secondly, get their ideas on sort of what they were looking for in the market, what they wanted for their little boys, how they wanted to dress them. And so I started reaching out to strangers on Instagram, which was actually kind of difficult to do 
I didn't think that anyone would answer me. I thought I would just be ignored. And actually, the opposite happened. These amazing moms responded to me. They took my survey. I gave them a survey of like five or six questions about sort of what they were looking for, what they thought about the little boys clothing market. And I would say 75% of people answered me, answered my survey, were super kind. So kind of unknowingly or unintentionally, I would say, I was trying to do market research. And what I did was build a community of moms before I even launched so that when I launched, I had them all there, which was amazing and was not like some genius move. It was not intentional, but it really, it really worked out well. It was authentic. I think what's interesting to talk about and like pulling back the curtain, I mean, you were a lawyer, you're, you went to law school, you practiced law. What gave you the courage and like, how did you get yourself to a point where you actually pulled the trigger on being able to like move forward, even sending out those first DMs. I mean, like that takes a lot of, again, it looks like to the outside person, it looks like this brand popped up and has all these engagers and all this stuff happening and people are so excited and the clothes are beautiful. But it must have been a real journey to go from like being a practicing lawyer to being a stay-at-home mom to then being like, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be a designer and I'm going to create a kid's line and I'm going to send these DMs out there and I'm going to allow people to judge me for it because that's essentially the risk you're taking. Yeah, it's a very risky move, honestly. And it does take a lot of guts. And this is, you're going to be surprised by this answer maybe, but (laughs) what it was, was, so I had the idea. I had it for a while, but I never really acted upon it. And then COVID hit. And I was at home. So when COVID hit, I had a six-month-old, a two-year-old, and a newly five-year-old. I was living in Bermuda, and we had the strictest COVID lockdown. Yes, you did. I'm not allowed to leave my home for 28 days, except to grocery shop twice a week, and to exercise within a half mile of your home. And I was home with these three little kids, and it was really difficult, as it was for a lot of parents. And what I started doing was running to really for my mental health, honestly, <laughs> what I would go out and I would run. And previous to that, I seriously, the farthest I ever ran was probably a mile. I am not a very athletic person. I was never a runner, but I started running and I just started taking one more step. Seriously, like I ran a mile and then I ran 1.1 miles and then I ran 1.2 miles. And I started to love it. And I ended up running a half marathon. And that is something that I never, ever, ever would have thought that I would do in my life. And when I thought about it, the way that I did it was literally by taking one more step each time. And that's how I built the brand, right? Like it's, I just was like, I'm gonna, first I'm going to do some research on sewn product manufacturing and how you even get into that. Okay, now I'm going to take a course in Photoshop. Now I'm going to take a course in Klaviyo and email marketing. And now I'm going to draw some sketches about what I would want to make. I just said to myself, if you just, all you have to do is just take one step after another, after another, take the next right step, do what next right step feels like. And that's how you're going to do it. And so I really credit that half marathon journey for giving me the idea that like, oh, actually I can do this. That's all it is. No, I think that it's it's like what we talk about, right? It's like, 
as we are building the brand each day, it is, it's taking one extra step. I don't think it really ever goes away, right? I think your, your steps maybe get bigger because you go from no, no sales and no customers and you're learning that part. And then eventually you become more established and you have bigger sales and bigger product and your product gets into stores and then maybe you open stores. But each part of that journey is a step. And, and I think that that is the mentality that for a lot of us out there, aspiring entrepreneurs or current entrepreneurs, is that's the hardest part is that first step and then continuing to push forward each step of the way. Every step forward is also learning, at least for me. So some people have a lot of background when they start, right? Like you already said, I was a corporate lawyer. It was, I did nothing that yeah. would prepare <laughs> for this journey in my career. No, contracts, that's not true. You get your, yes. your contract whiz. So that's very helpful. That's true. I can draft my own contract. So there's that. But it's just, even now, like I, I learn every single day and it's, if I don't know how to do something, there's always a way to learn how to do it. Yeah. I think that's like one of the things that I admire most in you as we've worked together and for those of you who are listening and don't know, Megan is a client of Buddy & Co. So we get to work together on a day-to-day -day basis as she builds this brand. But I always think is so amazing is that you'll roll up your sleeves and learn like we, I, I'll share this story because by the time we talk about this podcast, it'll be in mailboxes. But we're doing our first ever direct mail catalog. Again, trying to pull back the curtain on all this amazingness of all these brands that are being built. Megan's a tiny team. She has us as a support and her husband. And now she has just recently made her first full-time hire. So it's a small shop behind creating this. So we're doing our first ever direct mail catalog. And, you know, again, she doesn't have a direct creative director and she doesn't have an art director and a graphic designer. And so she taught herself how to build the catalog. And obviously we're working with an amazing partner to do the mailing and all of that. And they gave us a template for the actual layouts of the catalog. But she went and put that catalog together and taught herself in design. And I think that's what's so inspirational for me is that you're willing to do something that is really hard for all of us. It's taking the idea and marrying it with what needs to get done. And you don't get lost in the fodder of like perfectionism, right? I think a lot of us get stuck. Like I do a catalog, but I don't know InDesign and I'm not going to be able to do InDesign. And who do I hire to do InDesign? And like, how do I figure it out? You went on and taught yourself and we got the catalog into this really beautiful place, which is so exciting. I mean, I loved doing that. It was really fun. But I think it's I think it's two things. I think it's one, just being willing to figure it out as you go and learn things that you didn't know. And then also knowing when to surround yourself with other people who do know and do help. And that's what I've had in Buddy & Co. You've done catalogs before, right? So it wasn't like I was totally on my own you learn sort of the bare minimum that you need to know to do it. And then you rely on advice from people who have had that experience before. Yeah. But again, it's that willingness to kind of dig in and understand it and, and learn and grow. And I think that that's so exciting. And I think, again, one of the things that's very overwhelming for all of us is to push yourself. And I think that going back to your running story, I think that's really what helps, right? Because I think it's just one more foot in front of the other. And I think if you actually step back and probably thought about it for a minute, it was like, wait, hold on. I just, not only did I invest in a catalog, I designed it and like, holy crap. And like, you probably wouldn't have gotten started, Never. right? And so because you have this one step mentality, I think it's really what has been part of the recipe for success for Henry Duvall and for you as a founder. Yeah. And I just, I actually find it really fun. Like 
making that catalog, I kept saying to you, we had 47,000 meetings about it. I kept being like, this is really fun. Maybe I'll be a catalog designer next. (laughs) I enjoy doing that and learning something new and figuring it out. I find you say that a lot, actually, about new things that we're doing. And you'll be like, oh, I just set up like a loop return. Maybe I'll do this for a living. You know, like you get into the fun of it. And that's honestly, I years ago, a mentor of mine said to me long before I started the agency and long before I even knew I'd be my own entrepreneur was that if you don't enjoy the journey of building something, you're not going to enjoy the end result. So even if you build something and sell it for billions of dollars, which is probably everyone's dream on some level, if you didn't enjoy the journey of building it, that the result of selling it or, or whatever that end goal is for you won't be as rewarding. I honestly don't know if I could keep doing it if I didn't love it, because it is a lot, right? Like it's, it takes over your whole life a little bit and it's exhausting. But the fact that I love doing it and that it's been fun is, is really helpful. Well, that's actually, that's a great segue. I mean, there are days and uh, full, full, like curtain pulled back, demystifying. There are days you want to give up, right? I mean, there are days all of us want to give up. So I think it's so easy in the world of Instagram and TikTok and, and influencers and all of the content we're consuming where everything really just looks beautiful and perfect in everyone's life. Everybody is still struggling to push themselves every day. And there are days that even though, again, on the outside, the brand is looking amazing and it's thriving. You as a founder struggle. You're a mom of three kids, you're a wife, you're a daughter, you're a friend, you're a person on your own who's trying to, you know, do all of this and you're building a business. Like, how do you navigate that? It's very challenging. There are some days where I'm like, why did I do this? I look around and I'm like, wait a minute, I could have just continued on what I was doing. So for me, I think part of it, when I actually was in like the research phase before launching Henry Duval, I actually listened to a lot of podcasts of other entrepreneurs and people that had started businesses. And I can't even remember which one it was on or who said it, but someone said in the podcast that perseverance is truly the most important thing that you can have when you're an entrepreneur. And so I just tell myself, okay, you had a bad day. I let myself grieve the day, whatever the failure was. I wallow in it for a little while. And then I'm just like, you know what? You can give up or you can get back up and keep trying. And every day I just keep trying because it's also a lot of juggling as a mom of three, right? Like some days I'm failing in my personal life. (laughs) Some days I'm failing in the business. It just it. It is what it is. You're kind of always dropping a ball. But I try to give myself grace and I try to just get up the next day and try again. And that's really, I think, all you can do. Yeah. And I I think for all of us, right, I think it's like about finding that balance of, to your point, like we always joke, like you're like, I have 12 more hours to grieve today. And and you do sometimes and you have to give yourself some type of parameter or you can wallow in it for, you know, ever. And I think failure isn't the word I would ever use. I think there's learnings. And I think that that's where it's really challenging and and whether that's a learning on the parent side or learning on the business side, like each one of those comes with its own complication too, because some some things are out of your control. I try and tell tell myself that mistakes are really just data, right? Like it's giving you information on what not to do next time or how to do things differently or what you need to adjust. And if you didn't have those, you would never know. So 
And it's about taking calculated risk. We talked about it back to the catalog. We talked about it a lot, right? We know what the number was that were invested in the catalog. We know that that's a large investment. We also know we worked with a really good partner that gives us amazing results. But we also went through the model and we built it out. And we said, okay, here's our best, middle, worst case scenario. And then there's also the worst, worst case scenario that we just lit the wheelbarrow of money on fire. And you are willing to take calculated risks. And I think that that's part of the the journey of getting more. I don't think six months ago you would have taken that calculated risk, right? Because I think you were still getting your entrepreneurial feet to you. And I don't think you would have felt necessarily is in control of the risk. Calculated risk is the right term. It's because there's so many risks that you have to take. You just have to as a business owner. Yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about it and the worst case scenarios and the best case scenarios. And you just have to be okay with if that worst case scenario happens, what your next step is going to be, right? Like what, how you're going to come back from it and know that you can. What would you say is like the things that you do to help ground yourself during the times where you do have a lot of this like noise happening? You've got kids, you've got husband, you've got family, you've got the business, and then you're trying to make these calculated decisions to move your business forward. I think for me... It's a lot of stepping back and trying to have perspective. It sounds really cliche, but I truly, when I'm having a day where nothing is going right, something has happened in the business that was terrible, or I picked up my kid late from school because I was running from a meeting and now he's mad at me or whatever it is that's happening. And I just feel like such a failure or like, oh, this day was just terrible. I really try and step back and be like, okay, but like your family is healthy. You have a roof over your head. You like, I really try. And I guess it's, it's really counting your blessings, right? And being grateful and realizing that all of those things that happened in the day are not going to affect the core of like who I am and the people that I have surrounded myself with and my family and the things that are actually really important in life, if that makes sense. And I really do. I like, sometimes I'll in my head just be like, okay, but you have this and you have this and it's all going to be okay. And that's really what helps. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's such a hard perspective to keep yourself grounded. I think for me and, you know, I, we talk about this a lot, you know, I work with all different types of founders and everyone's got their own different stages of life they're in and everybody, myself included, we're all trying to find that like middle ground where you can appreciate and not let the noise, because the noise can take you out, right? If you started to really get into it and wallow in it and feel bad about it, the next day gets harder to move forward. And the next day after that, we get harder. And I think it's about trying to figure out and find that perspective. Yeah. And when you are an entrepreneur, you put so much of yourself and your heart and your soul into this business. And for me, into designing these products. And so there's also the perspective of like, and you'll, you actually are very good at giving this to me, where sometimes I'll be like, someone on Instagram said they didn't like the skirt I made. And you're like, okay, but... Nobody likes everything, right? Like everyone's different. One person had a negative comment. You need to just step back and look at what you've built and realize that one person not liking this product that you put out into the world is normal and is okay. And I think on the flip side too, for the person making that comment, I think a lot of times in today's world, we also forget that there's there's a Megan behind that brand, right? That that really worried about designing something. And I think we get caught up in like the world of like the big corporations. You're just making some comment and you're like, who cares is on Instagram versus this is a small business. This is somebody who like was putting their blood, sweat and tears into designing that skirt. It makes you have to build as a founder and a designer and an entrepreneur a tougher skin because the truth is they weren't 
intentionally sitting there like, oh, let me hurt somebody's feelings. Like they're on Instagram. They made some comment. They might have made the same comment on a big, you know, corporation too. You get a much tougher skin as you go yeah. through this process and put yourself out there more and more. And Yeah. Yes. And, you know, and I, you know, we talk about this a lot because I push you a lot to make content, which is, you know, not in your natural wheelhouse. Right. I mean, again, like you were a quote unquote normal, like state of mind. You weren't an influencer before this business. You weren't, you know, you weren't used to pushing yourself into being on camera and talking and, and sharing your vulnerabilities. And I've watched you from the beginning to now, and you really found your voice and your comfortability with it. And I think that comes with some of the tougher skin. But I also think it's about everything you're looking at and all the things you're aspiring to be. They weren't built in a day. So over time, you're just going to get more confident. Over time, you're just going to feel more grounded in your own decisions, right? As an entrepreneur and as a creative. And that translates out into the content you're putting out there and all of that. And I already see that with you. Yeah. It's definitely been a journey. I did not, I am not naturally a person who wants to be on camera or putting my own self out there. But I do think that when I think, and you've pushed me to, to realize this, the brands that I love, I love them because I love the founder behind them and their story and seeing them and seeing the behind the scenes of how they built something. So I've, I have pushed myself to do it more and more and you do get more comfortable with it for sure. And you are. I mean, we joked Hello. the first time I made you do it. I was like, it, you acted like, like I was well, holding we, you hostage. Like, well, and I wasn't even there. We were not even in person. And you said to me that I looked like I had a gun to my head. <laughs> you were like, and here is my new collection. And I love it. Am I done, Christopher? And I wasn't even there. But you've gotten so much more comfortable. And I, I also I talk about it with a lot of our founders, too. Like, that because you do that doesn't mean that that's authentic to another founder. And there, there's multiple ways to build brands. And I have a couple of founders who don't want to be on camera and they, that's not what they're trying to build for their brand. And that's OK, too. It's why it is important to also have someone who's sort of pushing you a little bit out of your comfort zone, because honestly, now I actually enjoy doing it. And I, I like being now, I you're, like, now you're in the catalog. Now I'm in a catalog and on a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no. But also at the same time, like. If you if it's not something that feels authentic and you don't want to do and it's not the kind of business model that like makes sense to you, it's okay too. There's other ways I always say like film other kind of content about your product. If you don't want to stand in front of the camera and talk, like you can go, you know, create really cool content and be talking behind the camera and not be on camera. Like there's so many ways to build an authentic brand. And again, the keyword being authentic, that it's about coming back to what what makes sense for you. Like you're naturally inspired by other founders who are willing to tell their story. So it's more authentic for you to push yourself to want to tell that story for yourself. Others, yeah. that's not what inspires them. For others, it's the inspiration behind seeing the people working in the factory, making the product or whatever it is. I mean, we you've seen some abysmal TikTok and Instagram posts from me. I'm not natural on camera. It's not because I'm not willing to push myself. It's just not who I am. Now, this having a one on one conversation, this is what I love. You know what I mean? And and so I found another alternative and decided to do the podcast because of that. I think authenticity is truly one of the most important things as a founder and as a brand that you really you have to have and you have to try to stay true to. It's hard when you see what other brands are doing and you you want to grow really quickly, but if it's not authentic to you, it's just never going to translate. And I say this to all my founders now and friends, anybody who's like, 
in the space of trying to build something, whether it be an influencer or brand, the consumer now, there's so much content out there they can smell and authenticate. They know. I think 10 years ago, you might've been able to push through and like fake it a little bit. Everyone's too smart now. It, everyone's too connected that you just, you can't, you can't fake authenticity. And authenticity is the key ingredient to building a successful brand. I want to end all podcasts on a note or a thought from you. If you were sitting in front of a room of five other entrepreneurs building their business, what would you want to share with them that is a little bit behind the curtain that you wish somebody had shared with you? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, we already kind of touched on this, but I, I honestly think that the most helpful thing that I would want someone to say to me is that no matter how successful the brand looks, everyone has those days. Everyone has ups and downs and it's such a pendulum swing, right? Like in the morning, you can get an email and you're like, oh, this magazine wants to feature me. And then in the afternoon, there's a manufacturing problem where all your pants are too small and you're crying. It quite literally can be minute to minute. And every day in doing this is so different. And I think hearing from other entrepreneurs that that's normal and sort of normalizing that that's just what it is that makes it a lot easier, I think. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. The hope of How's It Going Buddy podcast is to help people feel that and to not feel so alone in that there's all of us going through those emotions and those journeys and the flow. I actually sent to um, a friend today, we joke a lot about flow and it was a meme. I saw it and it was like, how's the flow going? And it was like a boat, like literally like trying to capsize <laughs> the waves. And we're like, that's how the flow is going. And yeah. I think... I and think a lot of days, how it goes. That's how it goes. But at the end of the day, all you can do is just keep on floating and keep on flowing. I think that's why meeting other entrepreneurs and connecting and doing what you're doing through Buddy & Co. is so, so helpful. Because yeah. you just, you realize it's it's not you. It's just the nature of the job. And there's something really beautiful in the community aspect. And that's what we're hoping to create here is more of a community for all of us going through this entrepreneurial journey. Well, I love what you're doing. Thanks for coming on, Megan. It was so wonderful to have you. It was so nice to chat with you. We love Megan. We're so grateful for her to come onto our podcast and to share her story and help us demystify this journey of brand building. Henry Duvall has really exploded over the past year and a half, and her growth is really, truly inspiring. She's the prime example of a founder with a great idea who is willing to learn and grow and build her reality. The moral of the story is that you can do anything you set your mind to as long as you're willing to put the work in. Nothing gets done on its own, and particularly on her journey, her success is going to be predicted by her ability to overcome obstacles and navigate challenges. Every founder has their own journey, and every journey has its ups and downs. But by learning from each other and by building a community around each other, we can help mitigate some of those challenges and continue to push each other to keep taking that next step. That's what we're trying to do here on the How's It Going Buddy podcast is to just build us a place that we can all come in and feel supported and heard on this journey. So until next time, thanks for making us part of your journey. We'll see you all soon.